Good evening and welcome to Abide Forever. My name is Dr. Ebony Robinson and I welcome you guys back into this broadcast. I'm going to be sharing with you all a series of messages on a call to consecrate. The Lord God Almighty is calling his people to consecrate, to give ourselves up to him fully. This is a message that I recently shared at New Jerusalem Missionary Baptist Church at their youth revival. And um, the the pastor there uh, is is my pastor. It's the church where I grew up. His name is uh, Pastor Ricky L. Sykes. And so I just wanted to share these messages with you all on Abide Forever uh, because this call is a call unto the people of the Lord. And so like Isaiah Soundeth the alarm to the nation of Judah, so am I sounding the alarm to the Lord God Almighty's chosen people. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Listen to me. So you're asking, well, what if I don't consecrate? Very good question. What if I don't? Hallelujah. What if you choose not to consecrate? Because guess what? Some of you won't. That's facts. That's facts. I know a whole lot of unconsecrated saved folks. Uh-huh. See, this consecration walk, that, you know, I'm telling you, it's urgent, but there are many who did not choose it. Okay, so listen to me, listen to me. The Lord says this, this is what he wants you to know. He says, a lack of consecration is not going to cost you your salvation. It's just going to cost you your peace. And that's why you ain't got no peace of mind. Because you need to consecrate a little more. You need to pull away a little bit more. You understand what I'm saying? It's not going to cost me my salvation, but it's going to cost me my peace, my mental peace, my emotional peace, my financial peace. It's going to cost me all of my peace if I don't consecrate my life. That is what? Give myself up to the Lord. I'm not talking about your salvation tonight. I know that you're already saved. What I'm asking you tonight is will you give yourself up to God? Hallelujah. So listen to me. It's going to cost you your peace. And a lack of consecration will make you dull to the things of God. You might as well stop singing in the choir if you're not going to consecrate. Ain't no ministry there. You might as well sit on down somewhere if you're not going to consecrate because there is no life there. You have nothing to minister if you don't come out from amongst them, hallelujah, and be ye separate. It's a tall order, but it's a real one. It's a real one, and it must be fulfilled in this house. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Listen to me. When you refuse to consecrate, not only is it going to cost you your peace, but the Lord God Almighty says you're giving up your right to the supernatural blessings, hallelujah, of, of the Lord in your life. You are foregoing your divine inheritance. And see, that's why the world confused. they like, look, I ain't trying to be saved. They ain't living no better than I am. 
they ain't living no better than I am and they don't have any more than I have. Why? Lack of consecration. Yeah. Hallelujah. So listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And we're almost to Isaiah. It all goes together, I promise. Okay, so now let me, let me speak to my young people. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. The Lord says that this generation is in a state of unrest, right? You are, you are literally, you don't even, probably don't even realize it. God says this generation is in a state of unrest because they're always plugged in. See, we didn't know what being plugged in was because we had nothing to plug into but the great outdoors and come in the house when the sun go down. That was it. It was easy. But you guys have a completely different challenge, okay? And so the Lord says to me, he says, Ebony, tell them that their minds have consumed more than their hearts can handle. See, you think that you're just on social media, but God says you're seeding social media. You think that you're just watching videos, but God says you're being programmed. You, you think that you're just trying to be an influencer, but God says you are being influenced. That's what it is. And so Satan, he'll dress up something real good to get you on board. And how you eating it up? 12 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock. Oh, it's time for me to get up. And I've been scrolling, plugged in all night long. Listen to me, listen to me. The Lord God Almighty says you have to consecrate. I taught three years in public school, high school. Went up in there, and the Lord let me go in there, send me down on the signs. A three-year assignment, and when it was done, I was like, thank you, Jesus. I got to get out of here. <laughs> let me tell you, the anxiety and the depression level of the students in the school was so high. Listen to me. Kids wouldn't even come into school. They gave me this collateral duty to call the parents when you get up to nine absences, right? So I'm like, look, I came here to teach. I, I didn't come here for all of this. And so I'm in there and I'm calling these parents to find out why the kids aren't in school. Why? Depression. Anxiety. Depression. Thank you, Pastor. Anxiety. Why? Why are they depressed? Where is that anxiety coming from? It is because you're constantly plugged in. There is no relief for you. There is no relief. There has been no relief for you. And see, I didn't have that problem because we had spring break. At spring break, if you were being bullied, you got a week off. Right? If you had girls that wanted to fight you, you got a week off. Go get yourself together, learn some new moves so you can come back and get it in. Right? 
when I was in school, we got the summer off. I was happy to see folk when I came back. I was not plugged into them every single day of my life. Now watch this, you're not just plugged into the people you go to school, you plugged into the whole world. And so anxiety and depression has become a real problem amongst this generation. And so the Lord God Almighty is saying, you have to consecrate. You gotta unplug. You have to unplug. Parents, we have to help them unplug. It's addictive. We, half of us addicted. I'm wrong. 80% of us predict. <laughs> Listen, this is how you know you're addicted. <laughs> if, you, if you scroll before you go to sleep at night, you're addicted. <laughs> Listen to me. If you pull up to a traffic light and it's on red and you pull out your phone real fast, you addicted. <laughs> if you in church and your phone go ding and you check it, you addicted. <laughs> right. So listen, my name is Dr. Ebony Robinson. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I've been addicted. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you what I know. I was like, oh, no, something got to give. You can't have me like that. I am not going to be controlled by a machine. I am not going to be controlled by a device. God is my God, and I will not answer to anything else. But see, that's a decree that you got to make for yourself and for your life. Listen to me. Hallelujah. Come on. We going to Isaiah. All right. So that, that unrest, the Lord is the Lord is addressing your unrest. He's addressing your lack of peace. He's addressing your depression. He's addressing your anxiety. He's saying that when you unplug and you stay unplugged and you get control over your life, you're not too young to get control over your stuff. If you started it, you can stop it. Okay? Because everything on the World Wide Web is available to you. The good stuff and the bad stuff. Hallelujah. So the Lord says, consecrate. Because your life is depending on it. Your future is depending on it. Your peace is riding on it. Listen to me. Hallelujah. Consecration is a necessity. The Lord says, give yourself up fully. Don't hold anything back. You can't afford to hold something back. Hallelujah. Listen to me. The, the word of the Lord says in 1 Peter 5, 9, he said, the devil walketh about like a roaring light. See, the problem is, Pastor, they ain't seen the devil. Not like with their physical eye, right? And so sometimes when we haven't seen something, we acting like it ain't really happening. If God said it, I believe it. And so I'm telling you that the enemy of your soul walketh about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Who can he devour? The unconsecrated ones. Why? Why? Now watch this. If he devours you, is it because the boundary wasn't good? Uh-uh. It wasn't because the boundary that his love, he sprinkled that love sand all around us. It wasn't because the boundary wasn't good. You know what it was? When the waves of tribulation began to swell against you. 
when the perilous times begin to swell in your life. Listen to me, when the sword of the enemy came against you, you know what you did? You shrunk back and gave up. You yielded. He didn't defeat you, you gave up. And that's what you keep doing because you can't be defeated by him. You can only surrender to him. But God's saying, don't surrender to him, surrender to me. You're not too young to do this. Listen to me. Hallelujah. How do we consecrate? I'm giving you the layers. Got to go back and go back and listen again. Consecration is a work of the Holy Spirit. All right? It's a work of the Holy Spirit, but his work is limited to our surrender. That's it. And surrender simply says, God, I hear you and I'm obeying you. Not God, I hear you when I'm doing whatever I want to do. Yeah, because that's what we do. That's how we do our parents, right? I know at my house, I can say, make sure you wash them dishes. I come downstairs in the morning, and guess what? Them dishes still on the counter. Did she not hear me? No. She heard me. She went and did what she wanted to do. She said she was tired, so she went to sleep. It ain't right. So here's the thing. If you'll do it to mama, you'll do it to God. If you'll do it to daddy, you'll do it to God. If you'll do it to the teachers who said this assignment is due on this day, you heard it, but you ain't following, you'll do it to God. If your employer tells you be on your job by 730 and you show up at 8, you'll do it to God. Yeah, that's a lack of consecration. Because consecration, our level of consecration is equal to our level of surrender. If I'm not surrendered, I'm not going to yield. God, I hear you, but I'm doing my own thing. Listen to me. And now we're to the book of Isaiah. They heard the Lord, but they did their own thing. Hallelujah. So the prophet Isaiah is sounding the alarm. He's saying, look, God says, repent and turn back. That's what he's saying. He's saying, turn your heart back to the Lord. The one who brought you out of Egypt. The one who delivered you from bondage. The one who saved your life. Turn your heart back to him. They heard, but they didn't turn. And that lack of turning came at a cost. And just as it costed them, God said, it's going to cost you. It's already costing you. Hallelujah. Salvation and consecration are two sides of the same coin. Salvation is the start. But consecration is the journey of our lives. To what end am I saved? I ain't get saved just to be saved. I ain't said, Lord, save me just to have them save me. There are some things that God is trying to get to you, but he can't even get your divine inheritance to you because you won't consecrate. You won't even, you won't work with the Holy Spirit. You're content to hear and not obey. Then you want to show up and say you're doing something for the Lord. Well, what are you doing? Because you've been doing you this whole time. Hallelujah. In this first chapter of Isaiah, are you there? First chapter of Isaiah. <laughs> Listen, it opens up with God's chosen people. 
Listen, and so this ought to relieve your anxiety about giving yourself up because we're not talking about people who didn't belong to God. We're talking about people who did belong to God. The Lord says, these are my children. And they had turned backward. They had completely turned against God. And you know why they did? Because it wasn't enough for their parents who was consecrated. They picked up the life that their parents displayed before them. See, we all, we want to talk about what our kids are doing, but we don't want to talk about what we're doing. You see what I'm saying? Because when the Lord, when, when our children see us slacking, there's going to come a point where they're going to be like, well, mama, so I'm going to go ahead and slack too. So the standard which you model is the standard that you're going to receive. Hallelujah. So I've got to live to a higher standard lest my children watch me and I cause them to stumble. And so the nation is stumbling. Number one, because they've had bad examples. It starts, it starts young. Hallelujah. But because y'all so sharp and smart and know it all, I'm telling you tonight, hallelujah, by way of the Holy Spirit, that you can choose to set yourself apart and give yourself up to God. The nation of Judah was stumbling and falling. And so I looked and I surveyed the Lord's people and I said, Lord, ain't nothing out of here I can really tell them because everybody messing up. But the Lord said, look deeper. And he says, not only when you not only look deeper, he said, but look for yourself. See, I can't pour from uh, something that I don't have in me. I can only minister that which God has given to me by way of experience in my own life. So I said, okay, Lord, let me look at these people from this angle. And guess what I found? I found four principles of consecration. Okay? What is a principle? A principle is simply a foundational truth that serves as a foundation right it's just a foundational truth right so 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 if my if my foundation is good then i'm good because i can walk steadily right and so the lord has shown me these four principles not because they were doing the right thing because we can observe other people's actions and see how to how we should live the lord said don't conform to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so it's not always what you see it's about you cooperating with the Holy Spirit who says that he wants to align your life to the will and the way of the Lord. He says, I got to get you to a destination, but I can't get you there if you don't work with me. And you won't work with me because you won't give yourself up. But I'm asking you, matter of fact, I'm telling you to give yourself up tonight because you can't afford not to. Four principles of consecration. Hallelujah. Let us read verses 2 and 3 so y'all can, that way, you know, y'all won't think I'm not, like, not really dealing with Isaiah because I really am. Here we go. Verse 2. <laughs> the word of the Lord says, hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. Now, if I don't go no further, that right there tells me that this word is not just for that age, but it's for this one too. Because he didn't tell them to hear. He said, hear heaven and hear earth. He said, what I'm about to say I don't care when it's said, it's relevant. 
I don't care when it's repeated, it's pertinent to whatever generation and age you speak it to. So the Lord Almighty said what? He says, hear, O heavens. Give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. Watch what he said. He said, I nourished and brought up children. He didn't say somebody else brought them up. He said, I brought them up. <laughs> I brought up children and they have rebelled against me. He said, the ox knows its owner, the donkey its master's crib. And he said, but Israel does not know and my people do not consider. So the Lord showed me a principle in that. He says they didn't understand the, 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 they didn't understand the purpose of their life. Listen, the purpose of your life is to know God. See, you're trying to get to another purpose. But the Lord says the purpose of your journey through this space, this, this space is called time. He said, your purpose through this space is to know me in this space. So how did they get to a point where they ain't even know him? It was because, one, they didn't understand the purpose for their existence, their purpose for their being, which is to know Almighty God. If you know him, you're doing well. If you don't, you're in trouble. So he says, the journey of your life is to know me. Right? He said, but they don't know me. Everything else in creation, they know their mama, they know their daddy, they doing that thing. He said, but these jokers I poured into, led them out of bondage, parted a whole red sea and let them walk over. Listen, he said, not only that, I was a cloud by day and fire by night. He said, these folks don't even know me. Because they didn't realize that when God was leading them, he was leading them so that they could know him. And it was a journey that will not end. And see, that's what God wants for you. He says, listen, I'm, I'm about a relationship. He said, I got a real crush on you. He said, it's deep and it's wide. And it'll take you your whole lifetime to try to understand this love that I have for you. He says, but the journey of your life is to know me. I already know you because I made you. He said, before I even formed you in your mother's womb, he said, I knew you. I had an assignment in mind for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what the Lord Almighty is saying. Not about somebody else. He's saying that about you because he says the journey of your life is to know him. But see, Israel was chasing after all, so many other things. The Lord said, don't do what the pagan nations do. They did what the pagan nations do. He said, go in and tear up all the altars and all the high places. They other gods. Because the journey of their life became to explore. To know. Right? And so we're getting all this information. Even my kids be telling me stuff. I'm like, first of all, how you know that? Second of all, it's wrong. It's not even in alignment with scripture. Matter of fact, who posted that? You need to block them, unfollow, let that go. Because they don't know what they're talking about. Okay? 
Hallelujah. They, they, they lost sight of, the, sight of the fact that the journey of their life was to know Abba. And this is the journey of our life. This is a principle. This is a foundational truth for consecration. If I forget that the journey of my life is to know the Lord, I'll be chasing after everything else instead of chasing after Jesus. But at what cost? I'm almost done. Y'all better get with me. Listen to me. Principle number two. Let me say, let me repeat it. Number one, the journey of your life is to know the Lord and be in communion with Him. You okay? And listen, watch this. It can go a little bit further. The Lord says, and, and, and every relationship that you get into, He said, you ought to be looking for me. And He said, if I ain't there, keep moving. <laughs> He says, because the journey of life is to know me. It's about communion with me. So wherever I am, that's where you're supposed to be. If God is not in that individual, cut them off. I'm telling you what I know. Mama got the tangerines out the bag. She said, oh, that's, she's got to get out of that bag. Hey, I know you like him. He ain't got no God in him. And I learned real fast, Pastor, that a man without some God in him can't serve me. There is nothing that somebody without God in their, in their being can do for you. That's good. The Lord said there's a way that appears right to a man. Do you? But that way ends in, thank you, destruction. Listen to me. Number two, the Lord says, hallelujah. The kingdom, let me say, the kingdom of heaven is not hard-pressed, all right? Jesus Christ already finished it off, okay? So here's the second principle, foundational truth for consecration. Listen to me. He says, the only exchange that you can give me is your sin for my righteousness. That's what Jesus said. That is all you can give the Lord. Listen, Pastor, when I understood it, I understood it, right? Because all of this that we do, we sing, we worship, we do all that's great. But the Lord got the heavenly host up there. He's not lacking in people to worship him. So what we like to do is what the nation of Israel does. We, we want to step over the sin and worship the Lord. But God says what? Worship begins at the point of sacrifice. And if you haven't brought to me that which you know you need to give up, you cannot work. This is not worship. He said those who worship me must do it how? In spirit and in truth. And the truth of the matter is you ain't awful of that sin. The Lord said you can't give me.